I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Attention real estate agents who want to win more listings. Want to discover the secrets of how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life without the pain of getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents? If so, then join me on a very special free webinar event titled How to Beat Experienced and Egotistical Listing Agents Without Commission Cutting and Overpricing. On this training, you'll discover the answers every real estate agent needs to know to instantly win more listings, including the six most widely used scripts to get a seller to sign the listing paperwork, the three success hacks to combat an agent with a huge track record of success, and the four easiest statements that instantly get sellers to pay higher commissions. These three things and so, so much more. So if you're serious about wanting to win more listings without getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents, register now for this special event that will show you exactly how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life. Register now at hybendigital.com backslash listing or by texting the word listing to 444-999. That's listing to 444-999. And make sure to stick around for the huge game-changing offer that you won't receive anywhere else. That's listing to 444-999 or online at hybendigital.com backslash listing. See you there. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, I got a great guest today. Busy guy. I got Mr. Seth Price from Playster on the line. And, you know, I've been wanting to get Seth on this show for a while. Seth hosts a wildly successful podcast called Marketing Genius. And and basically, he interviews and digs deep into real estate agent marketing and real estate agent advertising and what works and what doesn't. And he's very hyper-focused on this. And I said to him, I said, hey, Seth, 
Could you maybe write down the top five things that are working today for real estate agents and kind of contrast them with maybe what's not working for real estate agents, where the juice is not worth the squeeze, where agents are spending money and they're, they're not getting the amount of leads or the commissions that they should be. So he was kind enough to come on. He is just releasing his book, which I definitely will put in the show notes, The Road to Recognition, guys, How to Get recognize the step-by-step process on the on how to get recognized and so the road to recognition is coming out there's a link at hybendigital.com backslash seth price so without further ado seth price welcome to real estate rock stars pat i am so excited to chat with you i love one the energy that you bring and also you do such a great job of walking people through not only like the concepts, but literally how to do it with your training and all your education and the podcast. So kudos to you and thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Well, thank you. Very, very nice compliment. So, okay, Seth. So first of all, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about you personally, like who you are, where you work, that sort of thing. That's great. So I live in Providence, Rhode Island, and I work, my title at Playster is the VP of Industry Relations. I was the number three hire there have worn all of the go-to-market hats. So running sales, marketing, customer support, PR, you name it, anything that had to do with a customer to help us grow from, you know, zero customers to 400,000 customers. We've raised a bunch of venture capital. And so what that means is investors, institutional investors support the idea of building what we call an operating system for the real estate industry. So if you think about being a business person and having to do sales and marketing, you often have all of these, you know, pieces of software that don't talk to each other, everything from a website to a CRM to email marketing to open home apps and having them work together makes your life a lot easier. And so that's what we build. And we're based in Boston and we've got about 170 folks helping to serve uh, people in the real estate industry. And that's, that's our mission. That's awesome. And so basically, Placer is a one-stop shop for all things technical, all things digital, all things that a real estate agent needs, which would be online, right? That's exactly right. You know, if the challenge for all of us in business is we need to wear both the sales and the marketing hat. And we also are required oftentimes to be the, like the technical person but we're supposed to go out and actually make money and do sales. And so what we try and do is we try and handle all of that technical, you know, back of the house stuff so you can really spend your time running your business and talking to customers and, you know, going on listing appointments and doing the stuff that that drives the business and then we help with the automation part, which is that's what technology is supposed to do. It's supposed to amplify your brand amplify your message and create some process for nurturing your customers from beginning to end so you can not only get more customers at the top of the funnel but you close them and then get referrals on the back of it when you understand like what they liked and what they didn't like Mm, yeah okay good stuff well it's stuff that agents want to hear really at the end of the day if you ask the agents out there what's one thing that you want I think they all would agree that they want more leads, which then obviously go to more commissions and more sales and everything else in life. So 
uh, let's talk uh, a little bit about you know what you've learned. Uh, t- tell me about your podcast first. Like, who do you interview? What kind of questions do you ask? What are you trying to get at? Yeah, I'm trying to like. I think that there's all these outliers, which are not like the shiniest, most well-known folks, but that are crushing it in their markets. And they're, there's a consistency to what they're doing that I think is is something we can learn from. So, of course, I'll interview you know folks that you know in the industry like Nobuhata from NAR. But I recently interviewed Ben Bacall, who's out of LA. And last year, he sold $425 million worth of real estate with a team of five people. Mm. And what I learned from that is, well, one, you think, oh, well, he was either born into it or, of course, LA has really expensive properties. And so that must be easy. Yeah, right. No, the guy's been door knocking every (laughs) week for six and a half years. And he door knocks (laughs) in places that other people won't. And then he combines that with technology. And what I mean by that is he takes this really amazing video of every property and his pitch goes something like this. He walks up to a Beverly Hills property and he knocks on the door and lo and behold, no one ever knocks on the door. So people answer. Yeah. And he says, Hey, I'm Ben Bacall. And I just sold a house down the street and I think I have a buyer for yours. Mm. Would you be interested in showing the house? Like think about that pitch. I mean that could work anywhere. So what I try and learn is there are some core things that we do in sales and marketing that people get caught up like like it's something special that he sold $425 million in sales. No, he has a process for sales and marketing that work together that he replicates and he doesn't stop. And that's the, that's what makes a successful business. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Kudos for him. I love that. I love stories like that. Okay. So what I wanted to do is find out, you know, of the people that you've talked to, if you boiled it down to the top five, right? The top five marketing ideas that are timely, that are working today, what would you say they are? Can we run through them? Yeah, so I'd say I want to start at the top, which is there's this misconception that we need more leads. And I don't mean that, of course, you you do need more leads at the top of the funnel, but what's being left on the ground by most people that aren't in those top five is that the top five have a process for nurturing all of their groups. So it could go back to the basics of real estate, which is, hey, what's your sphere of influence? Do you contact them on a regular basis? And do you have them in buckets? And the buckets can be simple. Hey, a whole bunch of people I'd like to do business with, a whole bunch of people I've done business with, and a whole bunch of people I'm actually actively working with today. And the the top five have a process for staying in touch with all three. And I call it a recurring brand building activity, which is, hey, if you have past clients, I would venture to guess that let's ask this question to people listening. Have you been in contact with your past clients in the last 30 days? Like all of them in some way, shape or form, whether that's via email, via phone, via text, via the content that you create. Are you staying top of mind with your past clients? Because all the stats show Where do you get your referrals? Past clients. And so that's just a thing. And what the less successful tend to do is constantly chase the top of the funnel and end up living hand to mouth, meaning that you keep like knocking on a door, but you don't pay attention to the hundred other doors you knocked on because you started a conversation there. 
but you just didn't follow up. And so I'd say that that is the number one thing that I have learned from interviewing the really successful and the folks that are aspiring to be successful is that that process for making sure that you milk every relationship that you create, meaning that you nurture it. Like if you're going to take the time to do the deal and suffer through the pain of getting someone to closing, why would you not talk to them? over and over again, like you just you just lost some of your life in in working to serve that relationship and you should not ignore it. Yeah, I always say that, you know, success in real estate, basically, if you had to boil it down to two words, you know, it's easier to say one word, but it's really two words. Those two words would be follow up. Yeah, 100 percent. The best real, the best real estate agents out there are incredible at following up. The ones that struggle, you know, just are poor follow uppers. Yeah. Yeah. And then so then I'd say the next thing on that list is we can all agree that the world is digital, right? used to be that people would walk down Main Street and they'd walk into the realtor's door so they could see the property, but everyone starts their exploration on their own in the privacy of their own home. Like everyone you know has a device of some sort and most people you know have multiple devices and you as a business person can't control which device they're going to use and where they're going to start. And so if that's the case, the most successful have figured out how to turn their special sauce into a digital storefront, meaning not just a website that has a pretty picture, but a website that serves their customers, as in provides information, showcases their subject matter expertise and their differentiation. So when a consumer gets to it dropping by, they can sort of they can understand how you're adding value to them. And the ones that have figured that out use those tools to be part of that follow up because you can't like physically you only have 24 seven. Okay. Right? So let's, yeah, this is good. So let, uh, give me some examples. What, you know, what are you talking about? I, I know what you're talking about, but I want yeah. you to explain it for the audience. Yeah. yeah. So let's start with a website. Most, we could say that most realtors have some sort of a website, but if you go to that website, one, the realtor themselves would probably not want to read the content on the website. And oftentimes they have not written it themselves. And for the most part, when you go to the site, other than MLS listings like and a contact info, what's the value that's being presented? And good websites are supposed to be a tool that represent you when you're not around. Mm. And what I mean by that is, hey, if you're really good at 1031 exchanges or you're really good at relocation or you're really good at waterfront properties in your area, shouldn't your website be the most compelling resource for that information because you can't count on getting that person in the car all the time to showcase how great you are and how much you know you now have to do that on the web and so the ones that have figured out how to crush it are amplifying themselves by taking their niche and their subject matter expertise and putting that front and center front loading it on the web because it used to be we would all be scared that we were oh if i share the stuff that i know someone's going to steal it well, that doesn't matter. Like the internet exists and people are going to, you know, if they don't get it from you, they're going to go someplace else. Like we're two steps away from from obscurity on the web. It's like I can Siri and and echo anything that I want. So if you're not going to give it to me when I go to your website, why am I going to come back? Mm. And so that's piece number one. 
Piece number two is there's some really cool tools out there. One of them is called email, which allows you to take the buckets of people that you have and communicate with them at scale. And I don't mean like just sending them all a newsletter. I mean, imagine this. So we described the three buckets. We've got past clients, people I'm working with now, and people I'd like to work with, like I've gotten the lead somewhere. Imagine if I crafted on a regular basis a sequence of emails that were written in plain English that I wrote to the people that I'd like to work with. And the first one goes something like this. Hey, I'm so glad that you came to my site. I'd really love to help you. You know, let me know some ways that I might be valuable. Here's my contact information. Here's a video you might want to watch that describes what it's like working with me and and how I can add some value to you. And here's my cell number. Call me if you need me. I'm available anytime. So that's number one. But you craft this ahead of time and it's automatically sent to folks. And then the next one is a follow-up. It's like, hey, I see that you... Um, open the email. I'd love to serve you. I'm available anytime. I'd love to jump on the phone and see if I can help you. Would you like to communicate via text, phone, email, or face-to-face what works best for you? This is now all automated. And then what you get is you get this great information because people actually respond and they go, oh, I'd love it if you just text me. Like how awesome is that? Yeah. Now you know from this process that they don't want to talk to you on the phone. Yeah. And that may not be everybody, but they tell you and you've got this automated. So you write not only one or two of those emails, you write a dozen of them. And then that happens automatically based upon someone signing up to your list or going to your website or getting a lead from Zillow. And then you can do the work of responding when you get a live one. Like someone actually responds and says, yeah, I want text. Text those people right away. Now you're doing the work that actually gives you the highest return on investment, not doing the busy work of nurturing and staying in touch with people. Wow. So what I'm getting from this is I think that real estate agents are delusional in that not thinking that marketing is becoming like internet marketers. And by this, I mean past or of the present. Like, you know, we get, everybody gets spam, right? Call it spam, call it whatever, right? Everybody gets automatic emails, right? Of some of somebody of some copywritten stuff. Hey, you know, you clicked on this link or, Hey, you're interested in this or blah, 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 or a newsletter from your neighboring realtor or whatever. Everybody gets it, but they think that it's just for internet marketers, right? And what you're saying is, guess what guys, this is the future of marketing. It's all going to be done through direct response, right? Through me reaching to you and you responding back and you need to get in the game with this and not be passive. Without a doubt. I mean, I do believe there will always be a human component and the ones that are really good at this humanize their digital communication, meaning that it goes back to what I said about the website. It's like if you go to your website, it sounds like it was copied and pasted from every other real estate website out there. But imagine this is my third point, which is the top five of, of all the people that I've interviewed, and then I would say the top 5% have figured out how to brand themselves, what their differentiation is. So going back to humanizing the content, imagine if it was like, it was just real, like you wrote it to be 100% helpful, just like you do when you're face to face, and you wrote it like a human with a personality. So here's a perfect example. Yeah, um, please. The, C- the Seattle Divas, uh, Chavi Holm and Kim Colaprete, 
They're in Seattle, Washington, and they have Diva Real Estate. And whatever you believe about who they are, I love them. I think they're fantastic. They are a married couple. They support the LGBT community 100%. If you go to their site, you will see that they've taken a stance that this is who we are. This is who we serve. This is our community. And their business has doubled every year for the last four years because it's a personality. It's a brand. They've taken a stand for a niche. They are serving their community in the way that serves them. And they are 100% authentic and adding value to their community. Now, that's just one example. There are hundreds out there because the, the challenge that we have today is that attention is at an all-time low. Like getting someone's attention, we see it all the time. We drive down the street, even though there may be laws that say no texting, eight out of 10 people are texting while they're driving. And that means if you're thinking you're having like a real honest one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone, that is not happening. They are distracted like nobody's business. In the last 16 years alone, humans have lost 33% of their ability to pay attention. That's like getting a frontal lobotomy. <laughs> Oh my God, 33, now, can you get it back or is it dormant? I mean, is it dormant or do you use no, it or lose it like the part of your brain to learn a language? They say if you don't learn languages by 10, you know, the ability to learn a language is like 100 times harder. Is it? Uh, do you think we're going to lose this ability to pay attention? We are, we are definitely going to lose the ability to pay attention unless you go into a sensory deprivation environment because we are being bombarded Mm. Like no ever time in human history by all of these inputs, whether it's like you think of your laptop or your desktop, how many notifications are you getting on that thing? And then think of your phone and then you still have the rest of your normal day to day life. You still have health. You still have love, happiness, mm. exercise, all of that stuff. That's not going away. Wow. And so if your communication, meaning you're trying to make a connection to add value to another human in in your business, if you're thinking you've got their undivided attention, that's just not happening. And so part of digital marketing it and humanizing it and making sure it has a like brand distinction is you've got to stay in touch with people so they remember who in the heck you are and what you're doing. Because otherwise, the next person that happens to be there at their moment of pain is going to get the business and you're not. Sam Monreal has over 200 agents that he sifts through leads for every day at his company, Rockerbox. Dale Archdeacon coaches agents how to sift through leads on their team. Both are industry experts at incoming leads and outbound leads. Nobody is talking more about this subject than these two guys. They have given me the form that all their people, all their coaches, in Sam's case, all his sifters use to qualify potential seller prospects and to turn them into listing appointments. I'm gonna give this form to you for free just as a benefit of being a listener of Real Estate Rockstars. To get a free copy of this form, text SCRIPT, that's S-C-R-I-P-T, to 444-999. That's script to 444-999.
Yeah, you know what's interesting is uh, I've had several leaders of very large teams on this year on my podcast, and we always ask, you know, what what are you using? You know, what follow-up systems are you using? What apps on your phone are you using? And several of them have recently switched Infusionsoft. Yep. And, I, and I say, you know, Infusionsoft, that is for internet marketers. That is for like professional spammers. I'm like, that's not a real estate agent, uh, you know, CRM or real estate agent way to follow up. And they're like, no, 100% it is, you know. And it goes to your point in that a lot of agents, some of the best, let's just say, are really starting to think like internet marketers and not you yeah. know, old fashioned. Yeah. I mean, think about this. If I recruited you today and you, you weren't in real estate and we were like, Hey Pat, you and I are going to be partners in this business and we're going to focus on real estate. We're going to get some investors. We would look at this and we would write a business plan. We would go, Hey, okay. So what are we going to do about sales? Okay, Pat, you're going to run sales. How are we going to drive customers? Like what's going to be our inbound? What's going to be our differentiation in the market? What's our inventory? Like what's our price point? So we could figure out how much money we might make. But what I just said there is, hey, there's a plan for the sales part and there's a plan for the generation and the nurturing part, which is sales and marketing. And what we've historically done in real estate is most people in real estate are sort of, you know, they're savvy enough and charming enough and can and hold a good conversation that they can close a deal. Yes. But now with the evolution of how people spend their time, not face to face and more on digital, that well, we need to translate that into what we now call digital marketing and make sure that it works for real estate. And yeah, that's and why tools tools like Infusionsoft for the top 5% crushing it because the old school tools just don't do that. They don't have nurturing sequences that are intelligent and that learn from the actions of the consumer to provide more relevant information. Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, and that's why agents go in this roller coaster, right? Of, yeah. you know, you're great at closing a sale and working with people, but then the next month you, you lay an egg because, you know, you've spent all your time working on those deals. So, you know, let technology keep you from doing that over and over again while it's constantly feeding you new deals to work. Without uh, a doubt. Yeah. And, and the one thing that I will say, just as a, a caveat for having tools, because tools aren't the answer, right? It's the process that is the answer. And the tools allow you to scale process. But if you are just starting out and you are doing less than 12 deal, deals a year, there is no reason why you can't use a spreadsheet. There's no reason why you can't write this down to make sure that you keep in touch with people and use a calendar. Like you do not have to have a fancy system if the number of people in your sphere is smaller. That's old school. Like we yeah, would just right, use a right, Rolodex, right. right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think people get caught up thinking, oh, I've got to set up Infusionsoft. Oh, my God, that's crazy. No, you do that when you have a team and you have resources and you have money to invest in process and thinking through the process, but not like just signing up for the tool is not actually using the tool. Oh, I agree. I agree. Okay, cool. So, all right, got the first two. What's the third one? Oh, uh, we, got, we got the first. So the first three, the third one is the branding part. That's the distinction part, which is... I firmly believe, and this is what I wrote my book on, the title of the book is The Road to Recognition. It's an A to Z guide to personal branding in the age of digital media. And the, the idea behind it is that we are a belly to belly industry 
And most companies are headed up by someone who has created recognition in their space and they are the face and the human in front of almost every sale that happens. So from a top level, you'll look at huge companies like Tesla and you go, well, who's in charge of Tesla? And well, that's Elon Musk. Or you'll look at Amazon and Jeff Bezos comes to mind. Or you'll look at Berkshire Hathaway and you'll go, oh, Warren Buffett, that's the guy that runs that. Or look at any other, you look at real estate, like think about the Cochran Group. Like she sold that a decade ago, but still her name is what comes up in mind to people all the time when they think about that. Now on the smaller level, the the people that crush it are like, think of Ben Bacall. He's, a, he's one guy that created a personal brand for himself and people know who he is because our relationships are generally most memorable when they have a human. We don't look at a logo yeah. and go, oh, I remember that logo. Oh yeah, I know who that is. That only happens after the millions and millions of dollars right. invested. I mean, look at Trump, look at, you know, and Barbara Corcoran, exactly. she was just on my show, episode 470. And she's a great example because that was like 15 years ago when she saw yeah. that. If you look That's at right. Donald Trump or a great example that I like to go to is remember Johnny Cochran from OJ oh, yeah. Simpson? Oh, well, yeah. you know, the Cochran Group is uh, still in existence, right? They got like offices in Atlanta, uh, you know, New York City, San Francisco, everywhere. And it's called the Cochran Group. And the reason they don't change the name is because it's associated with an angry lawyer or a lawyer that's got a lot of energy. You know what I mean? A, a sharp yeah. lawyer. And so, um, you know, you would assume that the type of agents that they hire have angst, right? That's that the right. type, and that's the assumption, whether it's true or not, I don't know. I've never used the Cochran Group, but but that's a great example, right? You want your yeah. you want your brand to last. And he's been dead, yeah. by the way. He died of brain cancer 15 years ago, right? Yeah. And brand and personal brand is really just reputation, right? This is really, your reputation is what precedes you. Like if you walk into a room, what do people say about? you when you walk out of the room what do they say about you and if you build and amplify a reputation around trust it makes it so much easier to close people because they already have a preconceived notion that you're good mm. and that's what brand building is all about and then so let's go to number four yeah there are things that become recurring brand building activities that all of the top performers have chosen one or two not all of them but one or two. And here's some examples. So you have to have the first three things that we started it with. You get to number four and you go, hey, well, what's the way that I'm going to communicate to the world to showcase my subject matter expertise? It could be video. Video is great. Facebook Live is great. Any kind of video that you want to create. The key is to make sure that it's consistent. Meaning that if you're gonna choose that, don't then choose to be the podcast king and the public speaking king and the social media king. Choose one, do it really well, and do it consistently so you have a huge body of work that allows your brand your message and your audience to know, like, and trust you at scale. And so it can be any number of things. You could be the Instagram king. You could be the Pinterest king. You could be the person that crushes it on Facebook or has a Facebook group for your community, and that's where you spend your time. It doesn't have to be all of them, but you need to pick one because it allows you to show value when people don't need your service. Because they only need your service at one point in time. Mm. And how do you show value for the other 99% of their life when they don't need you? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what these recurring brand building activities are. 
That's really what they are. And so the folks that do it really well, I mean, we see lots of examples of people that are very, very good. So a, a good one is Marguerite Gregaire, who's out of Tacoma, Washington. Mm. And the reason that I love Marguerite is she's done two things. She has leaned into video. So if you go to YouTube and Google Marguerite Gregaire or Google the skydiving agent, because she loves to skydive, you will see these amazing videos. They're not super fancy, but they are so her. And it makes you think, oh, I like this person and I want to work with them. The other thing she did was she started this podcast and a blog called Move to Tacoma. <laughs> and she, she has interviewed every notable creative politician and sh mover and shaker in Tacoma that you would want to speak to. And she doesn't sell on it, but she gets inbound leads from that podcast like nobody's business because she has figured out a recurring brand building activity that's associated with her geography that she's adding value to people when they don't need to buy and sell. And oh, by the way, she happens to be a really good realtor in that space. And so who do people think of top of mind? Right. When they're thinking about Tacoma. Yeah, I had a, I guess the other day, top of mind, I can't, I can't remember her name, but um, she was talking about how she just rolls into like local coffee shops or new stores yeah. that open and interviews them, right, yeah. for 15 minutes and, and yeah. post that. And it's the same idea, right? That's You're it. becoming a value add, some, somebody in the community who knows everything about the community, even all the new stores that opened before you knew they were opened. Right. Or all the exactly. CEOs, all the important CEOs of the area. And and then people are like, oh, and she happens to be a realtor. So hmm, let's, uh, yeah. you know, let's do it. That's that's awesome. OK, what's number five? Number five is what I call content. Now, it has some overlap with the last one that we just talked about, because content takes many different forms. Content can be blog posts, it can be infographics, it can be video, it can be ebooks, it can be white papers, it can be webinars. It's a way with a, it's a formalized way to create something valuable and relevant to your target audience to provide a business result. So it's not an advertisement, but it's really about how do you share value to this audience in a way that gives you an asset. And what I mean by asset is I can include this asset in the emails that I send. I can put this asset on my website. I can put this asset and share it on social. I've got something that I can utilize at specific times to represent me when I'm not around. And what happens in real estate Real estate in many ways has been very slow to adopt this phenomena of content marketing. And I'm not exactly sure why it is. And it could be because it's a lot of work to create something valuable because the Internet's huge, right? You could Google, you know, everything from relocation to how to prepare your home for sale and you'll get a million and one results. But that doesn't matter because what you can do is you can Google a subject that your audience is really interested in and you can figure out how to create the next best. Like the, you figure out what you find online and make something 10% better. And then that's the thing that your small audience, your sphere that you share with them. You don't have to share it with the world. It's about providing something that you are associated with that adds so much value to them in the way that they can consume it. 
And so content marketing is huge in real estate because we can't touch enough people face to face. We can't call enough people every day. But if someone calls me on the phone on, and I get them on phone duty and they ask about, you know, I live in Providence, Rhode Island. They want to know about Providence, Rhode Island and the schools. Should I just send them a link to something else or wouldn't it be great if I sent them the most detailed guide to schools in my area. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That I wrote that's you on mailed. my site. Yeah. That I mailed to them. It. Yeah. It's got my picture on it. It takes them to my site. Like it's it's a representation of me, but it's also a gift that I've now given them because I've actually taken the time to create something really great. And the 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 failure that happens for a lot of people that that hear this and want to implement is they do the lowest possible thing that they could do is they sort of just check the box. They sort of write a blog post that no one wants to read and it's not really valuable. And so this only works. Yeah. And so they're almost lazy. Yeah. Well, you know, we're busy, right? Yeah, sure. This only works if you're going to create something that's actually valuable for Mm, people. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, not something you've cut and pasted from someone else's blog. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I, I, I actually just, someone contacted me yesterday to say, Hey, Seth, someone in my office copied 70% of the content from my site and put it on their own site. Yeah. And then denied it. Then denied it. <laughs> and, and then denied it and well, said, oh, I don't know. My, I guess my assistant did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and you know the assistant didn't like have the – wasn't that empowered, right? <laughs> to be exactly. like, a, you know, <laughs> exactly. yeah, so that's, that's good. That's but you know, not, they say that's the biggest true. form of flattery, right? You know, it <laughs> is, it is. But, but what it means is you're not standing out. And yeah. what stands out is like, we all pride ourselves with this ability to give great service. Content is service on the web. Mm, wait, listen to that content. That's a pearl content. Is, is service, service on, on the, the web. web. Woo. Okay. I love it. Content is service on the That is a pearl. Well, well, listen, Seth, this has been awesome, buddy. I really appreciate you coming on. And number one, I appreciate you sitting down and actually thinking of the top five things that, that you've learned from all your guests. And number two, I appreciate you taking time out of the schedule to, to, to get on here and share with our audience. I mean, there have been pearl after pearl here, and I really appreciate it. I'm going to put all of Seth's information on hybendigital.com backslash Seth price just like it sounds seth price i'm gonna put a link to his new book please help seth get on all the good bestseller lists and buy a copy of his book and uh all of seth's contact information will be on there as well seth thank you so much my friend and uh, i hope that uh you know if i'm ever in providence rhode island uh, we can get together and break some bread i would love that thanks so much pat Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also... Don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. 
You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.